Happy trails to you. It's great to say hello and to share with you the joy I've come to know. Isaiah 55, verse 11. I want to speak to you on this subject. Rhema, a word you can count on. Say that with me. Rhema, a word you can count on. Rhema is a Hebrew word which means a word divinely revealed from God. A word divinely revealed from God. It is a revelation where God speaks a word to you many times from what he's already written. Amen? And if you can get a revealed word, a rhema, you can count on it no matter what tomorrow holds. Amen? You can count on it no matter how wide the valley or how high the mountain. Say it one more time. Rhema, a word you can count on. He says in verse 11, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I send it. In fact, let's go back. We've got to read verse 10 to get the understanding of the text. For as the rain cometh down and snow from heaven and returneth not hither, but watereth the earth and maketh it to bring forth bud that it may give seed to the sower. Say that with me. Seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be. He said my word is like a seed that is going to give you seed to sow and give you bread to eat. Amen. Rhema, a word you can count on. Put your finger in the air say it with me. God is exalted. Do you like this? The Holy Spirit is present. Stomp your foot and shout, the devil's defeated. Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus is Lord. You can be seated. Let us pray. Father, we love you this morning. And we ask you now for the anointing to captivate this audience. And Lord, I pray that the anointing of the Holy Spirit that is on our person just now would descend, God, like a river in this place, touching, moving, wooing, calling, and arresting, filling, and thrilling every believer that's here this now. And Lord, may they sense the touch of the divine. And Lord, I pray that some lost sinner gets saved and some backslider be reclaimed and some believer be sanctified holy and some sanctified believer be filled, thrilled and by the power of the promise of the word of God and the Lord take charge and bind every satanic power we serve notice on demons and devils and principalities and powers and you have no place here and we command and demand through the authority of the name of Jesus you to depart and you will not bring distraction. You will not bring worldly attraction. We stand against the demons of him and we ask now that Holy Spirit be at liberty to confirm the word and with signs following him in Jesus name and everybody said amen and amen. When we think about the word rhema we're literally speaking about the reality of the living word. This has been a mystery to the church and to the world of how God's word gets into the earth. But if you could ever get a word from God into your earthen vessel, you can expect God to perform
upon what he promises from that word. Now, there used to be a time when people said a man was as good as his word. They didn't need contracts and and lawyers and, and all type of commitments on paper. There was a time when people could shake their hand, make a promise, and, and that man stood behind his word. How many know that? He, he was as good as his word. Well, we know men can rise and men can fall and men can be deceived. And, but God is not a man that he should lie. If he said it, shall he not do it? The key to our New Testament new birth, the joy of being a Christian in this life before we go on the streets of gold, before we go by the walls of Jasper, before we're in the eternal kingdom of blessing where there's no sorrow, sickness, death, or pain, where God wipes away our tears. And between now and then, God made a way that the New Testament born-again believer could get a rhema, a word from God to carry us through. Somebody shout amen. That's what a rhema is. It's a word that will carry you through. You can count on when you get a rhema. A rhema many times is personal. Somebody say personal. Though it's expressed through praise after you get that rhema, it is a personal word that God speaks to his people individually. Right there it blows out of the frame of the uh, of religion. Religion brings us together in a congregation. Religion brings us together in a collective doctrine. But Rhema individually seeks us out. A revealed word from God is to come to me, is to come to you, is to be a part of our being. And, and when you get a rhema, you can count on God bringing it to pass. Somebody shout amen. The rhema word is an exalted word above his name. Psalm 138 in verse 2. The rhema word is an established word. Psalm 119 verse 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled. And the rhema word is an eternal word. And Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word and shall never pass away. And the rhema word is an enlightening word. And Ephesians 1 verse 18, having the eyes of your understanding enlightened. And this word will guide you, direct you, comfort you, cleanse you, and correct you. Somebody say amen. And this rhema is to be an indwelling word. Go to Matthew chapter 15. I could quote it, but I want you to put it in your eyes and hear this with your ears. Let it get deep in your heart. I am so convinced. And Pastor Hovey, over the truth that I'm bringing to this audience this morning, if you can get this and you can abide in it, and if you can abide in it, and you can have what you need and, and be blessed indeed. And look what he says in chapter 15 of the Gospel of John. And he says, first of all, in verse 3, you're clean. Somebody say, you're clean from the words I speak unto you. The word has become a cleansing agent. How shall a young man cleanse his ways? Psalm 119 says, by giving heed thereunto the word. How many know that when you get under the anointed word, when it is preached in the authority of unction from above, it's like you're in a Holy Ghost wash machine. 
Amen. You may have been ill and irritable and upset and mean and cantankerous, and, but born-again people, when they get under the preached word and, and that anointing begins to bear witness with the revelation of the rhema of that word, and it cleanses you and it washes you and, and it cleanses from the inside out. Somebody shout amen. But look at verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you abide in me and you can get a rhema, a revealed word from God to you personally abiding in you. Ask what you will and, and it shall be done unto you. And it was through the rhema word I was brought under Holy Ghost conviction and, and wooed and called to repentance and, and made Jesus the Lord of my life. And it was through the rhema word and that God revealed to me the reality of his existence and, and brought to me the comforter of the Holy Spirit that gave me hope in this life. Somebody help me here. It was the rhema word and that cleansed my heart and from the Adamic nature to chase after sin. Now I'm chasing after him. Somebody say amen. And it was the rhema word and that gave me dominion and authority to replenish the earth and, and to bind Satan and cast out devils and, and believe God for deliverance and healing. What is it? It is a revealed word and a revelatorial word and it's a word you can count on. Somebody say rhema. A word I can count on. Somebody shout amen. This word is so powerful and yet mysterious. That God help me get through the introduction. Somebody say amen. In the gospel of John chapter 1. And look at this. And how powerful this word is. And he says in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And now the written word is the logos. And, but the rhema word is the living word. And it's the revealed word. And it's the pulsating, inhaling, exhaling, quickened word. Somebody say amen. Look at this. And the same was in the beginning with God and all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made and in him was the life and the life was the light of men and the light shined in the darkness and, and the darkness comprehended it not and go down to verse 12 but as many received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God and even to them that believe on his name and which were born not of blood and nor the will of the flesh and nor the will of man but of God and, and the word somebody shout the word and the word was made flesh said the word was made flesh and, and dwelt among us hallelujah and I made a mess in a jack help me out here praise the Lord glory to God I'm getting excited about this thing this message listen has been on my heart I know the reality of it is so true and so rich and so real that if you get a rhema today, that whatever you're facing, whatever need you've got, that need will be met, and whatever you're facing will be taken care of. That's, this is not a Sunday morning sermon. It's a message prophetically from the throne of God. For a rhema is a word you can count on. Somebody shout amen. Oh, listen to this. And verse number uh, 13. Or verse 14, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the gospel of John chapter 114. We beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and what? Truth. Are you in the book? 
full of grace and truth. Jesus was the Word made flesh. Do you understand an angel can bring to you a rhema? How many believe angels are still on assignments? Right, lift your hand up high and wave it at you. Have you ever seen an angel? Some have. I had one sit down beside me one time. I believe it with all my heart. You'll never convince me. I'll go to my deathbed believing an angel sat down beside me. I was on my way to do a revival down in South Carolina. And I would go down a deep, steep hill this way on a two-lane road. And I would go back up a hill this way, a steep hill going that way. If you go over to the side, it was a huge embankment. And, and if you go left of center, I, I would have hit a car head on. And I'm driving about 55, 60 miles an hour. And when I got over the first hill and down in the valley, the second one, the strangest thing happened. I felt like something sat down beside me. The impression was so real and the hair stood up on my arms and, and I kind of glanced over thinking somebody may be sitting there and, and there was nobody there. And so I took my foot off the gas. Of course the automobile going uphill that I was driving began to slow down and get slower and I could just sense that it was divine. It was a presence and it was a, it was not an evil. It was a holy presence and, and it seemed like someone was sitting beside me. And, and I said, Lord, are you trying to reveal something to me? If you are, show me what it is. And I looked up, and a Mack truck was over the hill passing a car and left of center headed my lane to hit me head on. And, and I was able to put my foot on the brake and give that Mack truck driver just enough time to get back in his lane and, or I would have died. And to this day, and I believe God spared me from a head-on collision. And I believe there was an angel on assignment. Now Satan tries to counterfeit the word of God with fallen angels which are demons. But if you ever encounter a righteous seraphim or a righteous cherubim, when they speak, when those under Gabriel's brigade speak and appear, when they speak, they speak the word of God. Look at verse 30 of Luke chapter 1. The Bible said, and the Word was made flesh. And we're talking about rhema is a revealed Word from God. Say it. Rhema, the revealed Word from God. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten the Father. Now everybody say, Jesus was the Word made flesh. What does that mean? How did Jesus come into the earth? Look at this. The angel, let's go, I said, I tell you what, let's just go to verse 28 of Luke chapter 1. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. Uh, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. I'm not going to talk about Mary. Put her down. She's blessed. Somebody say amen. And when she saw that it was, she was troubled. And cast it in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. Verse 30. And the angel said to her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and his name shall be called Jesus. And, and he shall be and, uh, called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him of the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Now notice what Mary says. And then Mary, verse 34, speaks back 
to the rhema. This angel is not giving his opinion and he's not saying this might happen or could happen. This angel is giving a revealed word from God and he's speaking prophetically what had been prophesied of in the old covenant. He's now speaking it forth into her womb to bring in the new covenant. Are you with me? And he's speaking the prophetic rhema or the prophetic revealed word of God. She said, how can this be? She doesn't say, I don't believe that. I'm a virgin. She said, I don't know. I, you can't, I, there's no way that could happen. She don't speak words of doubt. She said, how's this going to happen? Seeing I've never been with a man. And she said, Mary said unto the angel, uh, how should this be? Seeing I've never been with a man. And the angel said, the power of the highest shall come upon thee and overshadow thee. Therefore, the holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Behold, thy cousin Elizabeth also has conceived in her old age. And, and it is the sixth month with her who was called by a barren for nothing. Everybody shout, nothing. Come on, nothing. Nothing shall be impossible with God. Watch this. Don't miss it. This is a key right here. When you get a rhema, nothing is impossible. If God gives you a personal revealed word, nothing is impossible with God. When that doctor said to Angela, your husband's dying with stage four pancreatic cancer. It was 2005 said, Mr. McGee, that tumor's big as my fist. There's no cure. You're stage four. It's too late. And you're going to die in six weeks. And we got a word and a rhema, a revealed word from God. And, and to this day, they scratch their heads. And 15 years later, and I'm telling you, no cancer sales, cancer-free wine. Rhema is a word you can count on. Let's read on here. Watch what Mary does, how she conceives the rhema. Verse 38, and Mary said, Behold the handmaiden of the Lord. Be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed. Now listen, you and I know that no woman's going to bring forth a child without the seed of a man. That it must have a germinating seed in the womb of the female to bring forth the child to produce the embryo. We know that. My question, where was the seed? What was the seed? And how was the seed placed in the womb of a virgin? He said, this is the word. You'll bring forth a son. His name will be called Jesus. And Mary said, be it unto me according to thy rhema, to thy revealed word. And when she said that, she came impregnated with the seed of God, and which is his word. And Jesus said, my word is a seed. And some of it falls on good ground, and some of it on thorns and thistles, and, and some of it in desert places. But every now and then it falls on good ground and brings forth a harvest, 30, 60, 100 fold. This word is a seed that shall not return void. And what Mary conceived in her womb, are you ready for this, was the spoken word of God and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and went to a hill called Calvary and was crucified for us how many got that somebody here today will get pregnant with a word it's the only time men can get pregnant it's when they get a revelation from God you can carry a revealed word you may have to carry it nine months you may have to be like a 
uh, 25 years. You may have to be like uh, uh, Abraham and, and Sarah. But when you get a revealed word, you can be fully persuaded that what he has promised, and he will also bring it to pass. Rhema is a word you can count on. Has anybody here ever got a rhema? Way back. Have you ever been standing on that revealed word and it got worse before it got better? It got more intense. Everything around you was swelling and uncomfortable and, and morning sickness. And, but you stood on that word till it brought forth. Is anybody getting this this morning? A revealed word that can come to our spirit man. We are a spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. And when we get a rhema in our spirit, and beloved, that's when nothing is impossible. That's when we can expect divine provision. That's when we can expect divine healing. And that's when we can expect that we'll be saved in all our households. Somebody help me here. When we get a rhema in our hearts, speak it out of our mouth and, and believe it. And it will come to pass. And for it cannot return void and it will accomplish that which God has promised and, and will prosper in the thing where he sent it. Hold your word up and say it is the living word. Hold it up and say I can be what it says I can be. Say I can do what the word says I can do. I can go where the word says I can do. And I can do what the word says I can do. It is the living word. Rhema is a word I can count on. Oh, hallelujah. Some of you are going to get a rhema this week. And when you do, it's going to blow your mind. God's going to give you a promise, and you'll probably have to turn around and, and uh, dance a jig and holler, hallelujah, glory to God. Amen. Anybody ever got a word that brought joy? Somebody say amen. Now, I want to just give you three quick points. Number one, how can we be sure that it's a word from God? This is sad to say that I must teach this because if I left you there with that, you'd be looking for a rhema, but you could get deceived by the devil. Satan is forever relentlessly trying to counterfeit the rhema. And if you get a counterfeit word and you say it's a word, it won't come to pass and it'll look like God lied. Amen. That's why you got to learn how to try the Spirit and see if that was a rhema or not. Somebody help me here. A lot of people have been misled thinking it was of God when it wasn't. If it's of God, it will come to pass. And if it's not of God, you can know when it's of God or not. James chapter 3, starting verse 13, reveals to us how to measure a rhema versus deception. Verse 13 of James chapter 3 says, Who is a wise man among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if there be bitter envy and strife, glory not, lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. Where there is envy and strife, there is confusion and every evil work. You know how you know the difference between a word from God and a deceiving word from the devil? When it's a deceiving word from the devil, it'll bring envy, strife, and confusion. It is full of sensuality. It may feel good, but it don't produce good. And it's demonic and it's deception. And beloved, you've got to be able to discern the right word from the wrong word. And who are you listening to? Or you're responsible for the voice you listen to. Amen. 
Satan's word is full of sensuality and devilish and, and it brings confusion. I will not tolerate and on my board strife. I had 18 pastors one time serving on my board. 18. And I did it, I, I did it mischievously anyway. That's why God had to whip me over. I had 18 men serving on my board. You know why? Because I was 18 churches I knew for sure would have me for a revival because they was on my board. Amen. I could start every year out knowing I had 18 places to go that year. And I'm supposed to live by faith. Are y'all with me? And they'd get in there and get to squirming and talking this and that, confusion and strife. And God told me to fire everyone of them but five. And I did. <laughs> Somebody say amen. Because there was confusion and evil work. That's what a word from the enemy that tries to counterfeit a word from God will bring confusion. But the word that comes from above, look at this. But verse 17 that is from above is first pure and peaceable, gentle and easy to be entreated or understood, full of mercy and good fruits, and without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace, and it's right and it brings peace. Somebody shout amen. Of them that make peace. And when you get a word from God, it's not always that God or the devil. Was this right or was it wrong? Is it good or is it bad? It is always good. Everybody say a good, good God. Come on. A good, good God. Say bad. A bad is a bad, bad devil. Amen. But when it's good, it's God. And, and when you see that it's good, it's without hypocrisy, then act on it, stand on it, and put action to it, and you can receive the rhema, a word you can count on. Somebody say amen. Number two, but then how do we know when we're getting a rainbow? How do we know when God is speaking? This is elementary also, but for some reason I go across the country and I have people come up to me time and time and time again. Preacher, how do I, I don't know if I've heard God. I don't know if i got a rainbow. I don't know how God speaks. Well, first of all, children, if you want to get a rainbow, you've got to get in this book. God speaks, first of all, through his written word. The word made flesh. If this Bible, the Word of God contained in the Scriptures and of these 66 books from Genesis to Revelation, and if it could turn into a human being, it would turn into the King of Kings and, and the Lord of Lords. And when He returns in power and glory on His vesture and on His thigh, a name written, what is it? The Word of God. No wonder Satan fights you every time you go to read this book. No wonder you get sleepy and tired and can't have understanding. Why? Because it contains within its pages the rhema, the revealed revelation of God in His Son Christ, the Word made flesh. God always speaks in the content of His Word. He always speaks in the integrity of His written Word. God would never tell you or give you a rhema any type of word or promise that was contrary to what he had written over thousands of years ago. If he ever gives you a word, you can balance it out with what he, his character, his principles found in the truth of the Holy Bible. Say amen. The Koran does not have truth. The Jehovah Witness book don't have truth. The Mormon Tabernacle New Testament don't have truth. But the Holy Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me. Hallelujah. Why? Because it is the truth. And when you get to know the truth, then what will it do? Make you free. Hallelujah. Somebody say, Rhema. A word you can count on. 
But God also not only gives a rhema through his written word, but through the fivefold ministry. That's why when your pastor brings in apostles, prophets, evangelists, and teachers, you ought to heed to that meeting. You ought to come and sacrifice the weekly night meetings that come around once a year or twice a year. Why, preacher? Because and there could be a rhema delivered through that individual minister of the word. And God speaks through the apostle. And he speaks through the prophet. And he speaks through the evangelist. And he speaks and uh, through the pastor and through the teacher. And therefore, when a man or woman of God is bringing the inspired, inerrant word of God, and it would heed you to to listen, to take notes because somewhere in that message you may get a rhema a word you can count on in the midst of adversity in a storm of life and in a darkest hour of your soul all you need is a rhema, hallelujah I can't tell you the times I've been under anointed teaching and preaching and my pastor would be preaching and all of a sudden one point he made and my mind would go and, and there would God say this is you, this is for you, that promise is for you and, and that was it and he preached the rest of his message but that point that I wrote down, that was my promise and what happened it wasn't a man talking to me and the Holy Spirit through the man gave me a revealed knowledge of the word or a promise, a rhema I could count on how many are getting this? Oh, brother, I'm going to tell you, this is going to be life-changing. If you can just get that rhema. No valley is too wide. No mountain in your life will be too high. No circumstance in your life will be too great. No night will be too dark. If you can just get a rhema, it's a word you can count. Somebody say amen. Oh, then God speaks not only through the written word and through this fivefold minister's God speaks through the spirit-filled layman. I can't tell you the saints. I'm talking about those that live right and do right. Say this when we say never, never, ever. Accept a word from a so-called backbiting, spirit-filled, gossiping, church-splitting, so-called believer. I got a word from you. They don't attend church half the time. Don't tithe. Don't come. Hello? Only time you see them when there's a crisis? No, you find you a mother in the church that's done prayed two or three of her own boys out of the penitentiary. Find you somebody that walks what they talk, that dear white-haired man that's lived it and walked it, proclaimed it, and, and then they walk up to you and say, hey, I was praying for you and I got a word of it. It would be to your advantage to listen. Because they paid the price to hear the word of God. God speaks through the spirit of the and then God speaks through the Holy Spirit himself. Amen. Jesus said, how be it when he, the Holy Spirit, is come. Watch this, watch this. In, in chapter uh, 15 and verse 16, look at this. And he said, when he is come, he will not speak of himself. But whatever he shall hear, the Holy Spirit shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Seven times of the seven churches of Revelation 2 and 3, he said, he that hath an ear, let him hear. You mean the Holy Spirit can give me a rhema to me? Yes. And he can give you a rhema to you. What? You mean to tell me God can give me a rhema for someone else? Absolutely. You don't know what ministry is. And 
until the gift of the Holy Spirit upon you and has given a word of knowledge through you and, and that revealed word through you and melted that heart you were talking to, you were witnessing to, you were praying through and you saw glory come upon their life and you saw sickness and disease and its chains and break asunder and you saw addiction and affliction take its flight off of that soul's life and beloved, that's when you're living and that's when you can say, I got life and got it more abundantly, not driving a Rolls Royce or wearing a Rolex and, but when your life and, has given an arraima to someone else's life and who needed a miracle in their life and, and you give the word that brings it to pass oh you're living in children the Holy Spirit will give you a rhema to you and will give you a rhema through you somebody say yes that bell goes off the clearness of it and you know God said go tell me anybody ever had that happen Huh? Isn't that hard to do with relatives? Hello? Have you ever had God tell you to go? Minister that person? And they, sometimes they resisted, but if you did what the Rama said to you to go do, you still get the blessing. Amen? And then the Holy Spirit, not only speaks through the Holy Spirit himself, but he speaks through circumstances in life. How many times have I been in a certain circumstance of life and in the midst of the adversity, I'd get a rhema. God would let me experience something to hear something. Anybody know what I'm talking Next time circumstances of life and have evaded you and come around you and tried to stop you or hinder you or afflict you, stop, look, listen, and see if God's got a word in the midst of it. Somebody say amen. Rhema, a word you can count on. This rhema will heal you. A rhema will deliver you. A rhema will set you free. A rhema will instruct us, encourage us, guide us, strengthen us, direct us, lead us, and assure us, open unto us and the deep things of God. Rhema is a word you can count on. Somebody say amen. Now, once you get a rhema, God wants you to do something with it. I'll be finished. Somebody say confess. Confess what he says. Romans chapter 4, verse 14. I might as well go ahead and go there. I'm going to do that, but I'm going to do it anyway. Amen. Here is the rhema. How many know that God gave a rhema to Abraham? Said, your wife will bring forth a seed from her womb, and he'll be the seed that will bring in the seed, Jacob, that will birth the nation of Israel and will touch all the nations of the world. How many know that? Now they're elderly, a hundred years, 90 years have come and gone. And all they've got is a rhema. Abraham is past the age of childbearing, just like his wife. He's impotent. And Sarah has gone through the menopause of life and her organs are not conducive to conception. And here's what God said that Abraham did in Romans 4, verse 14. As it is written, say, a rhema, a word you can count on. As it is written, I made thee the father of many nations. Abraham, I gave you a written word. I spoke from Logos and told you, rhema, you will be the father of many nations. Are you with me? 
before whom he believed, even God, who put him to the dead and calls those things that be not as though they were. Who calls things that be See, once you get a rhema, by his stripes I'm healed. And the tumor's growing. It's bigger than it ever was. And by his stripes I'm healed. And once you get a rhema, oh, it looks like it's getting worse instead of better. By his stripes I'm healed. Because a rhema will not return void. That's what I got when I got healed. I had a rhema. That oncologist said, are y'all holistic? Are y'all trying natural ways to get healed of that cancer? I said, no, sir, we're not holistic. We're a Bibleist. We're Biblicist, I told him, Biblicist. I said, we're standing on the word. It cannot be. Rhema, a word you can on. Somebody shout amen. Are y'all still with me? Look at the very next verse. Calling things that be not as though they were. In other words, when you get a rhema, he wants you to confess it. Claim it. Proclaim it. I got a word from God. By stripes and heal. My nanny got a word from God. Oh, hallelujah. I just about talked in tongues just then. Glory to God. My nanny got a word from God that she would not die to every one of her children had testified they were born again. She had 13 children and two of them died before she did and they were born again Christians when they died. And I had one old uncle. She held on to she was 96 years old. And at every family reunion she'd say the prophet said to me in 1938 I will not die to every one of my children have testified to being born again and and about that time Uncle Olin walked in she was 96 years old had come out of a comatose condition and the doctor had told me she's old she may not make it and he walked in his had been the family drunkard and he'd been a chronic alcoholic and but when he walked into that hospital room and his eyes were not bloodshot his hair was not matted it was combed and he had on clean clothes and he didn't smell like the breath of liquor he smelled like he should and he walked over to his mother, my grandmother, kissed his mama on the cheek and said, Mama, I gave my life to Jesus. I've been born again. All the rest had. She sat up in that bed, did her little head like it said, Shanda Mohanda Mohanda. Looked at my Uncle Harold said, You officiate. Let Jerry preach my funeral. I know he'll give an altar call, is what she said. I said, oh, man, you'll be all right. And she spoke in tongues again, looked at my mother and said, Mary Lee, I'm going to go home now. And closed her eyes. <laughs> closed her eyes and left this world. She had a word. She had, come. She had stood on that rain. I will not die to everyone of my children. And when that last one come in, she exited this world. Rhema is a word you can count on. Somebody shout amen. Oh, God wants us to confess it. Go to verse 18. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. God wants us to confess that word and to stay when no matter what it looks like against hope, keep believing, keep with expectation. Say expectation. Verse 19, not being weak in faith, consider not. Say consider not. 
your flesh. Consider not how bad the problem is. Consider not how deep the indebtedness is getting. Consider not and the world and the oppression around you. Get a rhema. Consider not that his own body was now dead when he was about a hundred years old. Neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. He said, I got a rhema. I'm going to bring forth a child from the, my wife's womb. And, and when God said that to Mary, to Abraham, I, 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 Sarah was listening and laughed and, and said, shall I have pleasure with that old man at our age? And, and somebody say amen right there. And, and yet Abraham never considered that he was impotent and never considered that she had gone through menopause and was not conducive to bring forth a child. But one morning, Abraham woke up and said, my Sarah, you look fine this morning. Look at this, verse 20. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Somebody say praise. When you get a rhema, confess it. When you get a rhema, expect it. And then number three, when you get a rhema word from God, praise him like you already got it. And you got to get it before you got it, have it before you hold it, believe it before you see it, and praise him. And like the word is there, he never, listen, the reason his faith didn't falter, he just said, I give glory to God. And you're a good looking woman, I give glory to God. And I'm going to bring forth and out of my loins and from your womb and the covenant child, glory to God, glory to God. And then finally when he woke up one morning and said, Ah, Sarah, you look fine. She said, you don't look too bad yourself, old man. Abraham said, what? She said, pull the shades and lock the door. Somebody shout amen. And when that seed left the loins of Abraham, it had such a ream of power behind it and it brought forth uh, the son Isaac And when a woman was not supposed to be able to conceive. and Why? Because if God said it, that settles it. All you have to do is believe it. And he says in verse 21, and Abraham being fully persuaded what God had promised, he was able to bring it to pass. And you get a rhema can count on it. And what does it produce? Go to Mark 4, 23 and 24. I'll be done. I will be done, I promise you. Anybody got anything out of this yet? Is this going to enhance your prayer life to seek God for a rhema? Is this going to take you to the prayer closet and open the book and spend time meditating with him on the way to work and say, God, give me a word? Oh, when he shows up with that word, you're going to be so excited. Because it's a word you can count on. Somebody say amen. Mark 4 verse 23 says, He that had the ears, let him hear. Get your ears unclogged, your spiritual ears, so you can hear the rhema. Look what he says. And he said unto me, Take heed what you hear. Make sure it's a rhema from God. It's a word from God. And with what measure you meet, it shall be measured you again. That's the law of reciprocity. Whatever you sow, you'll eat. And unto you that hear, are you ready for this? unto you that hear the rhema word and to you that get a revealed word from God and confess it and expect it and praise God for it more shall be given did you see that more shall be given you mean to tell me if I get a rhema I'm going to have more faith more power more provision yes more healings more deliverance more peace more of his presence, more of his assurance, more hope, more strength, more ability, more miracles 
In fact, if I get a ream, I'm going to get more than enough, too much, overflow, and double for all my trouble. Somebody give God a praise for a rhema. Put your hands together. He's the one who wants you to have it. Rhema is a word you can kill. If God said it, shall he not do it? Who cares about the clouds if we're together? Just sing a song and bring the sunny weather. Happy trails to you till we meet again.